The following podcast contains strong language and ridiculous cartoon scenarios conjured up by two self-proclaimed comedy wizards. Between you and me, they're more like Saturday morning court jesters fueled by sugary cereal. But either way, the opinions expressed and presented are mere musings, so please humor their well-intentioned hijinks with a laugh and not by taking anything they say seriously. Unless of course you want to pay them to say something else. Could always use a new pair of shoes. Welcome, everybody, to the ReviewParty.com podcast. I'm Brent. I'm Matt. Uh, on this podcast, we look at funny little reviews from around the internet and uh, just sort of riff on them. Just sort of have a good time with them. Um, and uh, uh, before we get into that, though, I think the the word on everybody's lips these days is, uh, is Alexander Hamilton. Do you, uh, you, you like that? You like that shit? I love it. <laughs> you and you and that Alexander guy. I cover myself in Alexanders. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the, the musical myself. Um, but it got me thinking, what other historical figures need an unorthodox, an unorthodox genre, uh, musical theater about them, and uh. While while you ponder that question yourself, there, Matt. Uh huh. I got. I got. Don't worry. I got a great idea to get us kicked off. Uh, how about a Harriet Tubman thrash metal musical? Thrash metal. Thrash metal. Thrash metal is like. I I think you know a layman might listen and just call it death metal. Of course. But uh, it, it's it's a little. It's got some like punk rock inspirations. It's a little more about going fast. Slapping guitars, uh, it, it, it's like speed metal and black metal combined. Maybe some laser lights. Yeah, laser lights. Lots of like, lots of like, longing screams instead of angry screams. Maybe uh, like yeah. rather, you know what I'm saying? Get it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that would yeah. Harriet Tubman being, uh, excuse the parlance, the baddest bitch in American history. <laughs> Um, I think her, that juxtaposed with thrash metal would be a, a wild ride. I can see it. I uh, the only thing that's in my head actually is is the City Escape song from Sonic, but <laughs> okay. as thrash metal. Okay, and... yeah, do a thrash metal. That's that would be instead of the Alexander Hamilton, it would be uh, rolling rolling around with Harriet Tubman. <laughs> <laughs> got places to go, gotta follow the railroad. It writes itself. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess instead of thrash I I instead of thrash metal, we should just do uh Sonic the Hedgehog two thousands power pop. Nothing is more empowering. Nothing's more empowering. It's right in the name, Power Pop. Power Pop. Oh who who else who else could we revamp with a an orthodox musical genre musical. Of all the historical figures in in American history, American history, oh heck, European history, Asian history, uh, a Confucius, an R and B Confucius play, maybe. Hmm. Someone I I have been fascinated by uh, for some time is Ernest Shackleton. He led that expedition 
the Shackleton expedition the Shackleton. down in, in Antarctica. And they're like, well, shucks, boys. Looks like we're going to be stranded here with some penguins for a while. Time to break into song. Yeah, what song? What kind of songs are they singing? That's that's the real hook of Hamilton is is that they have the hip hop. Yeah, I'm thinking Shackleton is is probably a bit more. What about hmm. some, some some bluegrass, some twangy folk? Bluegrass to to jazz because Hamilton Ooh. does flex some other genres every now oh, and then. Right, right. They they play with the genres for sure. Uh, the Thomas Jefferson song. I I watched a little. Let me uh, flex my little. I watched a YouTube video. <laughs> Muscles. Uh, Thomas Jefferson songs is in jazz. Uh, his intro song is is jazz because um, it symbolizes that he's been away in France and he's sort of out of touch. He's he's not in with the new the new hip. hip the American pop. American way. The American way. Uh, yeah. So you're welcome, Hollywood. You're welcome, Broadway. Uh, those are some golden ideas. Uh, and uh, with that, let's let's move on to review. What do you what do you got for me? Uh, this one is tasty. This is a review for the chicken in a biscuit crackers. You familiar with these crackers? Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're fantastic. I didn't discover these until I was probably in eighth grade. I had to buy snacks for a confirmation overnight trip, and I found both chicken and biscuit and fiddle faddles. At the same time, you know fiddle faddles. I don't know fiddle faddles. It's pretty much like cracker jacks, but in a giant box. Oh, okay. So pretty awesome. Anyway, this chicken and a biscuit cracker review is is on Target. Reviewer's name is Alan. He titles his review, "These will change your life." <laughs> no way a chicken soup flavored cracker is any good, right? Kill yourself. These mad scientist crackers are the bomb. Did they take chicken and flatten it into a cracker? Is someone taking the little bit of uneaten cream of chicken and wild rice from everyone's bowl at Panera Bread and marrying it with those buttery club crackers you eat with Christmas meats? I don't know. I don't care. You crazy for this one, Nabisco. Hove. And I think that means that's like Jehovah. Yeah, like that's a Jay-Z reference. That's a, it's a Jay-Z reference. He gives it five stars. He loves chicken and Nabisco crackers. I don't think this guy knows how food is made. <laughs> that's my that's my first uh, take on that. It's a more innocent look at the way foods are made. Yeah, I guess I I'm sure he's just touching on uh conceptually how the food feels to him. But when you when you dip a cracker in a chicken soup it doesn't become a new food. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that only happens with uh chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, that's that's the one transformative food. Yeah, what did uh, what grabs you about this review other than the, the silliness? I think it's that innocence of how was this food made that tastes so magical. Because pull back the curtain on some of your favorite products, and there's ugly things behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we Uh, talked a lot about saccharin recently. We talked about saccharin. My old scoutmaster used to work for the company who made Sunny D orange Mm -hmm. he's like it's not orange kids 
I know you, you want us to buy that for every camp out, but I'm not going to buy it because it's not actually orange. When you said it's not orange, kids, I just pictured a, a whole league of innocent Boy Scouts. Their face, their jaws instantly <laughs> dropping, like their souls <sighs> leaving their mouths. Yeah, so, I mean, it makes sense. Why would a cracker, unless you're just condensing down, you've got some of that chicken tar. The, the derivative of chicken <laughs> and you smear it yeah. on a cracker when you break down a chicken folks uh <laughs> the byproduct of course is chicken tar <laughs> now you can make soap out of this you can put it on crackers or ideally you slather it on your baseball bat <laughs> that way when the pitcher is like hey you better hit this one you say i'm not chicken that's a way to make American, the most American thing, baseball, even more American. If everyone had chicken flavored bats, what if you could? You and could, apple uh, pie, apple pie gloves. Apple pie gloves. What if you could flavor your pine tar, your the tar you put on the bat, uh, any flavor you want? What flavored baseball bat would you have? Uh, grape, grape, big league chew. Oh, of course. Ah, well, that's <laughs> you. Whatever I say now is invalid. You just home that's run on that answer. one. Inside the Parker. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. But uh, back to the, the chicken cracker. Um, someone's got to tell this guy about, like, ramen noodle dust. Because oh. I think that's all... Not I, I do love a, a chicken and a chicken and a cracker. Mm, delicious, wonderful invention. I, I agree with his review. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they're just crackers with ramen noodle dust. Chicken ramen noodle dust on them. Chicken ramen noodle dust is like the cremated remains <laughs> that have been blessed by Crossroads Sorcery. I think it's, um, you take, all right, so you put a chicken uh, on low in the slow cooker for a few days, just a whole chicken, and then you open it and there's chicken tar, <laughs> and you take this tar and uh, you, you put it, make it into a thin layer on a baking sheet, and then you dry it out. And crack it up, and you got ramen noodle dust, right? I think so. It's like a like a pastry dough almost. Yeah, but you, you break it up. Here on reviewparty.com, we're regular Alton Browns, food chemists. The food chemists, we can we can make dust out of anything. All right, you just put it in the slow cooker until it turns to whatever tar. You want some beef ramen noodle dust? You put a cow in the slow cooker. You want some? You want some gamer ramen noodle mm. dust? <laughs> you put an Xbox in the slow cooker, and uh, a little treat. You put some, <laughs> throw some Doritos in there with it. Wow, that's a, that's for me, gamers. Uh, I, I got a review, if you don't mind. I'm hungry for it. I'm I'm hungry too now. Uh, this is a review for starter brand men's ten inch dazzle basketball shorts with pockets. Amazon exclusive. With pockets is an exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Starter doesn't make it with pockets unless Amazon's footing the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, this is by uh, LD10T Error. Okay. <laughs> and he writes, Not what I expected, but I catch myself wearing it very often. Five stars. You catch yourself with... <laughs> Who is dressing you that you don't know what you put on? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm i no morning person. I uh, 
I've definitely hazed my way through a, a couple pre-work mornings. Um, only the, the brown shoe and the black shoe. Whoops. Right. But yeah, like, holy shit. I'm, you know, I didn't, these shorts They're... were not what I expected. <laughs> they are on me again. They got me. <laughs> they got, <laughs> it's like a horror movie, but he <laughs> likes it. I guess that's a, a different, even that's a horror movie in and of itself. Mm. he's in he's like they they found they they're on me again and i i'm afraid i i i enjoy it (laughs) he's a sadist for shorts yeah he's like dr jekyll and mr shorts (laughs) uh and (laughs) fool me once shame on you fool me twice shorts are on he's he's sitting he's sitting hunched over his desk Sweating profusely, looking himself in the mirror. I, uh, writing in his diary. <laughs> June 10th. Once again, the shorts made their way onto my buttocks. And I, I hate to admit, even though these basketball shorts are not what I expected, I, I'm beginning to enjoy it. I even found myself writing a five-star Amazon review for these shorts. The transformation. Yeah, next thing you know, he's uh, divorced his wife and moving to Arkansas so he can marry his shorts. (laughs) Which is not what I expected. Yeah, he didn't go into it expecting that much of a a life-changing purchase. But really, why this review grabbed me is... What's not to expect about basketball shorts? With you, pockets. With pockets. I The only variation I've ever felt in basketball shorts, liner or no liner. Or how, how like, how much noise they make. Right, how swishy they are, how swishy the material is, but, I mean, I, I could never picture myself putting on a pair of basketball shorts and being like, this is... This is unexpected. <laughs> yeah, you see a picture, you know how shorts work. <laughs> Let's take a few steps back here. What what were you expecting? Were you expecting these to be the like Mike shorts where you put them on and suddenly you can switch your hips side to side and sync those three flows? Maybe he uh, he's Amish or something and he's never worn anything above his ankles before. And he's just like, this is what it's like when your knees are laid bare? It could be that. he's, If he's doing that and ordering from Amazon, he's got a lot of new firsts on his list. <laughs> yeah, what's the, what's it called when Amish, uh, they have their, their they can go crazy. Oh, for springing. When they come up. Oh, spring, spring, rumspringa. Rumspringer. Well, he, he started rumspringa and he, he went straight to Amazon and bought himself a pair of Dazzle starter brand Dazzle basketball shorts, and he is loving it. Sitting in his uh his hotel room, wearing nothing but a red pair of starter basketball shorts, eating chicken crackers, and thinking I I might not go back. I might not go. They got below deck on TV all day. I'm not going back. <laughs> this, is, this TV's got like twenty channels. <laughs> also, what's a TV? Why this is, this TV is not this television is not what I expected. Uh, uh, I 
I've got a few reviews where things didn't turn out as the reviewer expected. Okay. Uh, and since it's it's summery months, I'm going to go with one that feels a bit more road trippy. So here is a, a Google review of the National Mississippi River Museum and Aquarium. And <laughs> this review is from Prickles Hoggington. <laughs> Prickles writes, the mini... Prickles writes, The museum is awesome. We love all the animals, and the educational displays upstairs are wonderful. They have a special Sid the Science Kid exhibit when we visited, and my child loved it. The Stingray Tank was another hit. I think it has interesting exhibits for people of all ages. I took off a star because someone siphoned gas out of my car while it was parked in their parking lot. I parked with half a tank, and it was near empty when we left. Four stars. I mean, what do you? That's just not fair. That's how yeah. I see it. Come it's on, it's not fair. It's, it's not fair. It's not fair. What I My mean, guess is gone. I mean, that's a real day runner. I it guess. Is. What What else are you gonna do but shout into the Amazon void? To make that better. I didn't say that the National Mississippi River Museum in an, and Aquarium is in Iowa. So no things, way. things are already. The Mississippi River does, you know, does of alongside Iowa. They're in, in Dubuque. But who made that marketing decision? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> We've got a state named Mississippi. We've got these other states on the Mississippi. So I, I am aware that the Mississippi River touches Iowa, but I do not think Mississippi River when I think Iowa. <laughs> what do you think of when you think Iowa? Uh, I don't know. Corn. Corn. Hawkeyes. Getting your gas siphoned, I guess, now. <laughs> uh, I wish I wish he talked about... Well, I'm sure... If, any, I've, excuse me, I, uh, every museum I've been to is, is filled with nice people. I, I wish, I feel like if I got my gas siphon in a museum parking lot, I could go in and someone would help me, at least give me, you know. Sympathetic ear. Sympathetic ear, give me someone to call. They'll say, oh, that happens all the time. Yeah, I wish I. This is, this is Iowa. <laughs> I was uh, like Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just has padlocks on their on their little fuel doors. Yeah, I was like uh, Mad Max, but with cornfields instead of sand. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the first Mad Max? I have seen the first Mad Max. Yeah, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen the first Mad Max, it's a classic. It's a masterpiece. Um, you skip a forward. I don't know, 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. But uh, at the end of the movie, they're they're chasing this giant gas tanker the whole time because everyone drives cars in this scary future and gas is like the commodity. Gotta have it. And the spoiler at the or the the twist at the end is that the gas tanker was just filled with sand. But (laughs) they in in, uh, Mad Max, Iowa, they finally track down 
they get the oil tanker in the Mississippi River Museum parking lot, and uh, <laughs> they crack it open, and just corn spills out. Corn. And they corn. say, we don't want to refine this into gas. <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> We hate ethanol! And the camera zooms out, and then they give a four-star Amazon review. Sequel. Sequel is uh, the, the, the hunt for diesel. The hunt for... <laughs> or we're, not. We're diesel people here. I drive a two-ton. It takes diesel. Yeah, don't don't caught yourself dead in a, a diesel truck at the Mississippi, the Mississippi River Museum, because you will get siphoned. But don't take it out on them. They're they're good people. There. Yeah, that's what I'd like everyone to take away from this. I don't, I'm I don't think an employee siphoned your gas. That is very much an unrelated uh, occurrence. A a sad occurrence. Something I can feel sympathy for, but it's not worth a, a star. Unless you see a bunch of other reviews that mention, my gas was siphoned. Right, my unless hood, it's a hood thing. ornament was taken. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd better watch out. What? I I I'm I'm sort of at a loss. It I, tugs at your heartstrings. Right. Uh, I think we could. Could we use a breather after that? Yeah, we could use a breather after that one. Uh, we'll see you on the other side, folks. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our lovely little podcast. If you'd like to go above and beyond in supporting our show or have the most fabulous conversation starters since sliced bread, go to reviewparty.com.com. Click on Shop and explore some fabulous t-shirt designs where's your favorite place to wear a t-shirt on my body (laughs) (laughs) mine mine is at the store (laughs) that is a good place to wear a t-shirt reviewbody.com.com click shop why stop there don't stop now don't stop me now because i'm buying a t-shirt i'm buying a shirt Welcome back, everybody. We're glad you made it here. Your gas wasn't siphoned. Your ears weren't stolen. We are again going to jump into our Upon Further Review segment, where we look at a... things we... Excuse me? Was, was that a corn pun? Your it ears was. weren't stolen? <laughs> it was. It is now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, please continue. I hold apologize. on to your ears and hold on to your butts. Because we're going to take a look at, at at a really awesome historical figure. Brent, are you familiar with the film Tombstone? No, I, I, I don't know. You got to familiarize yourself with it because it's going to be a good choice. Granted, it's going to show, you know, the law doing things that maybe the law shouldn't do. But it's from a day and age when nobody was doing things they should have done. And one of my favorite characters in that movie, real-life historical figure, Doc Holliday. You heard that name before, right? Of, of course. That is a, a household name, you might say. It's a household name. Little kids, sometimes that's the first words they say. Doc Holliday. <laughs> sometimes not. Sometimes it's 
Sundance Kid. When you whatever uh, it is. When you Google Doc Holiday, the first what's under his he's got a little picture. What's under his name? American Gambler. Yeah. How cool would that be to be on your in your to be remembered as Doc Holiday, American Gambler. And exactly. I, I I sit here today to inform you a bit about Doc. And you think, oh, that's just a cool name. Everyone had cool names back then because names were different. Maybe his name was just Doc. Uh, it wasn't. His name was John Henry in quotes, Doc Holiday, And he uh-huh. was an American gambler, gunfighter, and dentist. The Doc was a legit Doc. And in fact, that's what he wanted to do first with his life. When he was a young boy, uh, his mom got tuberculosis and died. And he's like, well, it's the 1800s. These things happen. I'm going to study dentistry. And he did. And he earned his dentistry degree. And then he got tuberculosis. And he's like, well, these things happen. But I don't want to die like my mom did. So I'm going to go down to the southwest where the air is clear and... The law is is somewhat non-existent. And how do you think that works out for him? I think he thrives. I mean, that's that would be my guess. <laughs> I mean, he did all right. There are there are historical records of him putting advertisements in newspapers for his dentistry services, but he he figured out he was good at gambling, and. Gambling, it was a, it was an okay, almost respectable occupation back then. That's wild. But gunfights can lead from bad gambling games. And he got, he got into a tangle, a tussle, a few too many times. He met up with, with the dangest dang dong, Wyatt Earp. And they're just like, well, let's go around being awesome dudes. Oh, we got ourselves another buddy, buddy cop, buddy cop our, segment. Our buddy cop segments. It it's pretty wild to to hear how he had such such high hopes of fixing people's teeth, and instead <laughs> just started you know shooting people instead. That's what a a tale as old as time. <laughs> yeah, it's it it's truly a lesson for anyone. Even if you think you've made a, a solid career choice, you might get tuberculosis and everything could get just thrown into the mixer. Yeah, Tina Fey uh, worked at the YMCA before she became a, a famous comedian. She could have just as easily been a gambling gunfighter. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the flap of a butterfly's wings and Tina Fey could be a, uh, a badass outlaw. Um, I don't know if this came up in your research, but according to uh, Wikipedia, his his spouse until eighteen eighty two, uh, her name was Big Nose Kate. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of her. Her nose isn't that big. Well, again, I think it goes to that that time where people just had very unique names. They were probably all somewhat drunk most of the time and they just didn't remember anyone's names who's that billy billy who uh, the kid you know that reminds me of like in high school my friends and i just had 
pr- pretty uh, mean names. We call people behind their back. Not not to like people just outside of uh, acquaintances. Okay. So like uh, you know, there's this kid that was kind of gaunt and uh, had like a a mop top of thin blonde hair, and we called him Scarecrow Kid. <laughs> Okay. But in another, you know, go back a couple hundred years, the Scarecrow Kid. <laughs> that that sounds, sounds awesome. <laughs> right. We did it just because this kid was a, a dirty little miscreant. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we. I think I accidentally gave someone a cool outlaw name. It's all about changing your inflection. We had a guy at my high school. He, we, he had an interesting walk. His gait was unique. People called him Crazy Legs. But you, <laughs> you come across Crazy Legs... Meet me at noon. Yeah, crazy. No, crazy legs. <laughs> you hear crazy leg Daniels gun down another lawman this morning. You just hear his spurs. It's it's the scarecrow kid and crazy leg Daniels. Get get out of here! Everyone run for the hills. Uh, man, I what? Well, I would just be like. Fuzzy Boy B. Fuzzy. <laughs> here comes Fuzzy Boy again. You don't mess around here, Fuzzy Boy. Yeah, no one, no one of all the cool outlaw names we just named uh, Fuzzy Boy. <laughs> I think I might be the laughing stock. <laughs> and, uh, there goes old Fuzzy Boy. Yeah, <laughs> not not quite the village idiot. The village layabout. <laughs> Fuzzy boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuzzy boy fell asleep outside the bar again. Was Don't he drunk? mind him. <laughs> Don't mind him. Is he a drunk? No, he's just sleepy. <laughs> Some folks just don't cope. <laughs> it's that it's that midday sun it gets him every time. <laughs> I just picture Fuzzy Boy walking down the, the dusty main street and the the clock strikes 12 and he puts his hand up to his forehead oh i better find me a bench <laughs> ties himself up to the horse post <laughs> lays on the hay must be noon paul there goes fuzzy boy <laughs> there goes fuzzy boy rushing off to find a napping spot <laughs> I love Fuzzy Boy. Rest in peace, and God Rest. bless Fuzzy Boy. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, this town won't be the same without his snoring, drifting lazily through uh, through the rafters. I've got a review here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a review of the New Yorker magazine. I've heard uh, of that. Yep, yeah, it's very famous. Um, I don't think there's any American that has... Not at least heard pray tell of the New Yorker. Yeah. Uh, this is a review from Corkerstein on Amazon. Uh, it reads, I spent too much time reading long articles. I canceled it. Good for intellectuals. Five stars. What do you want out of a magazine if not things to read? Yeah, this I- <laughs> there's there's a par the, I picked this one up because of the the obvious paradox <laughs> going on. 
do you want the Oriental Trading Magazine where you can just look at promotional items that you can get to to throw out at the next parade? It's not going to happen for a while. Yeah, I sort of took it as this is just a charitable reviewer. I, he titled it Great Magazine and then said, I spent too much time reading long articles. It, like, like it's a compliment. It sort of reminds me of when people say about video games, oh, that game is so addicting. <laughs> like, is that kind of what he's going for? This magazine robbed me of my time. I was hoodwinked. He, he, he had to go cold turkey on the New Yorker. <laughs> it was taking over his life. Daryl, when are you going to come in? You've been on the porch since 11 this morning. Honey, the New Yorker. These, these cartoons. These long intellectual articles. Are you wearing those shorts again, too? Gosh, Daryl. <laughs> I'm Where sorry. Old... Old Fuzzy Boy is on the porch again, reading his New Yorker, eating his chicken crackers, wearing those gaudy red basketball shorts. <laughs> Where does he get off? He's got problems. Hey, it's good for intellectuals, though. Fuzzy Boy ain't no intellectual. <laughs> now, Fuzzy Boy, get that New Yorker out of here. You ain't no intellectual. Is intellectual a derogatory term now? I think it is. It's good for, good for intellectuals, if you're one of those nerds. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the perusing the, the New Yorker um, one and two star reviews is a, is a bit of a trip. <laughs> lots of, lots of uh, political name calling going on. And um, it's, it's wild because it's both, it's, to both sides. Hmm. But uh Corkenstein, he he's he's not wrapped up in any of that. He uh he's, he's just spending too much time in this he was just he couldn't get his nose out of this great magazine. <laughs> you gotta keep your nose clean. <laughs> it was uh, Hi everyone. I'm Br- I'm Brent. Hi, Brent. And uh, I've been New Yorker free for three months now. Oh, wow. Wow. He actually paid for it and then stopped paying for it. Wow. Yeah, I I went cold turkey. Uh, you know, I stopped going to work. I, I was spending less time with my kids. Uh, I just couldn't get enough of those long articles for intellectuals. <laughs> couldn't... <laughs> We don't like that word here, Brent. We don't like that the I word. <laughs> yeah, the, watch, watch that. Uh, watch that hard L. <laughs> the intellectuals. Uh, you got a review for me? Yeah, I've got some different reading material here. This is an Amazon review for the Kindle edition of Bad Boys Finish First: How to Stop Being the Nice Guy and Become the Man Women Can't Resist. Ooh, this is, I need this. The the book itself is written by Dominic Mann. Oh. <laughs> so he, he's an expert on being a man. Dominic Mann. Uh, Randy writes, he titles his review, Par for the Course. This is the basic bitch of books. Three stars. <laughs> oh, I almost did a spit take. <laughs> First impression is, 
the book probably works. Randy's a dick. He's not a nice guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, uh, it's a three-star review, but it couldn't be a, a more glowing review for what the, the book's trying to accomplish. It's totally effective. No, I bet if you go into Randy's old reviews, they're all very nice. Yeah. Pre-reading this book. Everything since. It's just been, he's been burning down the landscape. Yeah, every five-star review on this book is, it's it's really like a one-star review. We've, we've entered the opposite world. Yeah. In that review realm. The Bizarro. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the exact title again bad boys finish first how to stop being the nice guy and become the man women can't resist there's a whole chapter called uh amazon reviews <laughs> it's just about <laughs> how to leave the best passive aggressive three-star reviews around make sure you include the word bitch oh did you did you see what Johnny wrote on the Amazon reviews? Oh. He called the author a bitch and gave it three stars. Oh, I'm getting the vapors. I'm going to jump his bones. Man. Uh, if I start... So that's the ticket, huh? You just gotta... If you want to be a bad boy, if you want to get all the ladies, you just leave some three-star Amazon reviews. That. It doesn't get much more badass than that. <laughs> no, no one will question your dominance. If you get into a little fender bender, bust out your phone and say, eh, eh, look at this. Just a little, you hand them a little slip of paper with a QR code on it <laughs> that links to your Amazon review profile. Scan that. They'll just, they'll just pay, pay the money out right there. <gasps> I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, take my car. Take my car. I didn't know I was dealing with a badass. <laughs> Thanks, Dominic Man. Oh, uh, I'd like to meet. Can we get Dominic Man on the show? We I, can darn try. Is everything points to genius? He's changing lives. He, we'll have to check and see if he's written a book on bad girls finish first, because because everything he's taught us is to to be the man women can't resist but he's a man he's he's literally dominic man so we need mm -hmm. to figure out how to attract men we need to be irresistible to dominic man <laughs> right we need we need his wife's book how to be how to be a bad boy and be irresistible to dominic man <laughs> kindle uh, edition kindle edition definitely uh what a what a what a silly little situation. We're coming for you, Dom. What a sort of silly situation we we found ourselves here, huh? It's the silliest. Um I I've got something very serious uh, to discuss oh. here. Oh. Lower the lower the tone. <clears throat> yeah, and it, it it comes in the form of a review for Tom Cruise's 2003 movie, The Last Samurai. Doesn't get much more serious than that, folks. Uh, this, and this review is written by none other than user OG. This is the OG. The original. Uh, the review is titled, Honor of Battle. OG writes, This kind of honor is lost to time. 
It brought me to tears. If you ever have been in battle, you know what I speak of. The selfless honor is too much to bear. I give this movie an 11 out of 10 stars. Five stars. <laughs> Has he been in samurai battles? <laughs> this guy is a, a, the, the OG samurai. I guess he gets yeah, right there in the name. I think he's uh, some sort of undead, probably a samurai vampire. And he, you know, he, he's a nice guy. He uh, has acclimated himself to modern world. He doesn't do any more katana fights. Yeah, I'm going to, normally we don't do this, but I've got a review that is pretty, pretty well related to this. Oh, sure, I'd sure. like to introduce it and maybe we could talk about both of them. Yeah, let's do it. This is a Walmart review for the Warriors Blu-ray movie. Okay, I love that movie. Pete G. writes, The other person who gave a review obviously has no sense of gangs back in the days. Love this movie. It's a classic and a must-have in your gangster movie collection. And yes, we all know gangs have evolved since then, but that's common sense, just like anything else from the past. Five stars. (laughs) Okay. We have some warriors out here, some samurai, leaving their reviews. Uh, For those who haven't seen the movie The Warriors, it's a a cinematic masterpiece. It's a lovely, uh, stylized genre film. Um, But it's about uh, a bunch of gangs. And they all, in the beginning, they all have this conference. um, And they're going to try and unite and and stop gang violence. Yeah, bring peace among the gangs of New York. Um, and the, the meeting goes south and every, and it gets the warriors, the gang, the warriors gets blackmailed and they have to run through New York and get back to their turf. It's a wild chase. Yeah. Before all the other gangs mess them up. But the gimmick is these aren't, uh, mafia gangsters. These aren't, um, the stereotypical gang bangers you might think of today. They're all dressed in themed costumes. Mimes. There's, there's a baseball game. players. Yeah, there's baseball players with like a face paint on. Uh, all sorts of people. In fact, samurai people would fit well in this New York. <laughs> right. They could have a samurai gang. There's a there's a gang of like tough uh, butch ladies called the Lizzies. Um, <laughs> it, it's 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 pre- it's pretty cartoony and ridiculous, but it doesn't you know that adds to the movie's charm for sure. But uh. <laughs> The reason I'm laughing is I don't think gangs were ever, ever, ever (laughs) like they were in the Warriors. Right. They haven't evolved because they were never like that. Yeah, I think that that juxtaposition uh, that you so smartly brought us to is really points out that uh, samurais were never white guys either. (laughs) That's... That's what we've been trying to reach this whole time. Samurais <laughs> didn't look like Tom Cruise. <laughs> right. Especially not Tom Cruise. If there was a white guy samurai, it was probably some emaciated weirdo from Holland. Because those are the only people allowed to travel. There was uh, the black samurai. I forget his name, but he's pretty awesome. Um, but there's no handsome ass Tom Cruise samurai. It's not to take anything away from The Last Samurai. It's a cool flick. But, uh, I don't, man, uh, I, I, I can't, I can't, you, 
I'm sorry. I just gangs have gangs evolved, or is it just the knife fights that have evolved? It's, oh boy. What's how many stars did that guy give the Warriors? Five stars. Five stars. Okay, see, so he loved it. He, yeah, that's right. He was pointing out the other people just didn't get it. They just didn't get <laughs> gang culture. They were they were part of a gang, like I totally was. <laughs> this guy. I wonder what the the modern the uh, modern uh, take on the Warriors would be a bunch of uh, tech company gangs <laughs> uh, meeting in the middle of Silicon Valley. And they had to <laughs> make their way back to their corporate office before the other tech companies took them out. Uh, drones are flying through the air and smart cars are just crashing all over the place. Yeah, there's a, there's a dude with uh, three, three mice, computer mice taped to his fingers. <laughs> Amazon! Amazon! Oh no, it's the Come analogs. On and play. Oh, and then there's the, the, the Hollywood gang is, they're just all dressed like, they're just a bunch of white dudes dressed like samurais. (laughs) We flew our helicopters here. Yeah. (laughs) They're uh, a samurai helicopter gang. And And they they just just twirl their katana above their heads. Yeah. The selfless honor was too much to bear. Man, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think, you know, when we started this podcast that the reviews would be so funny that we couldn't say anything funnier <laughs> than the reviews, but we did it. We we hit it. Uh, I give those reviews an eleven out of ten stars. <laughs> Five stars. I give them much honor. Yeah, I, I am. I'm honored to be to be blessed with those reviews today. Uh, should should we 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 end it there? Should we call it there, sir? I think we've covered a lot of ground today. That's true. We've we've gone all the way from chicken crackers to um, how real gangs are, <laughs> and and samurais. Wow. Thank you so much uh, for making it this far. Uh, and listen to reviewparty.com. We really appreciate it. We do. If this is your first time listening, well, thank you for being fashionably late to the party. We're glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, fashionably late. Uh, you you made it just on time, really. Um, a little behind the scenes. This is our last episode we're recording before the official launch. Um, and so we've, we've happily decided we will be releasing Tuesday mornings. So uh, please subscribe and keep an eye on your feed the old Tuesday morning. The Tuesday Reviews Day. Tuesday Reviews Day, baby. Hashtag Tuesday Reviews Day. Let's get it going. Uh, With that, uh, if you'd like to submit a review for us to uh, riff on, uh, please send a hyperlink to that review to reviewparty.com at gmail.com. That's reviewparty, D-O-T-C-O-M, at gmail.com. And include your name so we can give you credit. We'll do it. Do it. And please subscribe wherever you listen. Spotify, iTunes, all those wonderful places. And uh, if you could, leave a review on iTunes. If uh, there are any funny reviews on iTunes, we will definitely feature them on the show. We'll make it meta. We will. 
We'd also like to thank our friends, Nosebleeds, for letting us use their song, Bread for Breakfast. You can check them out on Spotify. Nosebleeds is one word. Listen to all their stuff. It's beautiful. Yeah, some fantastic Midwestern angsty crooning. That's exactly what, what I look for in my indie jams. Jams. Uh, I think I think that's all we got for plugs. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, go... Go check out a shirt. Go to reviewparty.com.com. You can click on shop to check out shirts. Um, and maybe we'll have some other funny stuff up, up on there soon, too. We will. I got a little review to send us out on. Are you ready? I am ready. This is a review for Fruit Stripe Gum. I love it. Uh, this is by Jay Carini. Jay Carini writes, Most flavorful 10 seconds of your life. Five stars. <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> thank, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Brent. I'm Matt. Take it easy out there, everybody. Bye.